attacking my body was frightening. The only thing more frightening was the side effects of all the medications I was on. I called Sunrise Wellness in Sable. The doctor worked on restoring health instead of treating what was wrong. They changed my diet and using nutrition and supplements helped to repair my body. It was life-changing. I am lean, have energy, and feel amazing. I got my life back, and so can you. You have never been allowed to believe in your power to heal. Hi, this is Dr. Sonaga from the Sunrise Wellness Center in Sable. Give us a call at 631-563-1444 or look us up on the web, sunrisewellnesscenterli.com. Our consultations are always free. Let's get you back on the road to health. This is Denise Snowstrom, founder of Diversified Financial Solutions and host of The Financial Chick. Listen to me Fridays at 5.30 as we navigate through the maze of investment strategies in search of that perfect strategy for you. That's The Financial Chick, Fridays at 5.30, right here on LI News Radio. Hi, I'm Peter Schwartz. Listen to me and Vinny tickets for Sports Bash every Saturday morning at 8.30 right here on 103.9 LI News Radio. For more information about the show, visit linewsradio.com. Low Price Home Heating Oil is now available to LI News Radio listeners at a fixed price that could save you hundreds of dollars a year on your home heating bill. If you think you're paying too much to heat your home, then pick up your phone and dial 1-866-OIL-DEAL right now. See how much you, a loyal LI News Radio listener, can save on heating oil. The Home Heating Oil Service Center is staffed 24-7 and mechanics are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week to ensure your family is never left in the cold. Just dial 1-866-OIL-DEAL. That's 1-866-OIL-DEAL. The heating oil line is now open for LI News Radio listeners. Think you're paying too much for your home heating oil or service? Call the home heating oil line now to see how much you could save off your home heating costs. Don't wait. There's no reason to pay too much for home heating oil. You can get the best service, 24-hour mechanics, and a low flat rate for this home heating season guaranteed. So call now. 1-866-OIL-DEAL. That's one oil deal Check out the Ally News Radio app and listen to us from anywhere. And be sure to try our open mic feature where you can send us questions and comments for any of our show hosts and have them heard or even put on the air. The Ally News Radio app is available on the Google Play or Apple App Stores. Download today. Crime Report, ladies and gentlemen, is brought to you by the Crime Stoppers, Suffolk County. That's 1-800-220-TIPS, 220-8477. That's where all calls are kept confidential. And various times, monetary rewards issued for information that will lead to an arrest. Uh, 5,000, 10,000, sometimes more in a particular uh, case. Joe Jacqueline, of course, uh, retired NYPD sergeant, former commanding officer, uh, of the Bronx Cold Case Squad. He's current adjunct professor at John Jay College, author of the Criminal Investigative Function, a guy of new investigators, fourth edition, uh, five uh, soon to come, a highly decorated member in the day of the NYPD, the most notable, including the uh, uh, Medal of Valor, Department of Medal of Valor, also a best-selling author of the Cold Case Handbook and a hit show on YouTube regarding the Google uh, investigation. Check that out. As we welcome in the Sarge Joseph, a very good morning to you, sir. Joe, you there? All right, let's see if we get Joe going here. We'll take a second. Uh, Mr. Rivers will get things going. 
uh, in a very big way. So we'll talk um, with uh, the Sarge coming up uh, in uh, just a second here. Uh, but all in all, uh, we have a lot to go over. You're going to hear from the Sarge. Uh, you're going to hear from Chuck Levine as far as all the stuff going on in Albany. Uh, you're going to hear from, not Dan Leveler today, we'll get him next week. Dan, a little bit under the weather, as stated prior. So we're going to move the captain up, that is confirmed. Kim Bombay, lots going on. DOJ, Joe Biden, Donald Trump. I mean, there is so much happening here. Of course, the report where uh, last night, President of the United States uh, come before the nation, basically prodded to, he doesn't do a lot of these, you know that, uh, and feel that a couple of questions thrown at him by the press, screaming questions left and right. I mean, the guy's head was going to float. Uh, and he was getting frustrated, you know, reports regarding the DOJ, regarding memory problems, the reason why they didn't really kind of go forward to put a man of his age uh, up there with and getting uh, uh, questions. Uh, to ab- Obviously, note there's been some memory loss. Apparently, couldn't remember his time as a VP, couldn't remember when his son died, Bo, uh, all kinds of issues there. Uh, and, of course, now uh, the invoking of the 25th Amendment, people are talking about, about removing it from office. Uh, I don't think that'll happen. You just you need so many, uh, so many avenues there, uh, so many avenues to even get that going. Uh, okay, so I, I don't even think that's within a, a snowball's chance of, uh, of getting them out. Uh, you know, the problem is right now, as far as the Democratic Party, you know, they took a hit last night. Is this their guy? You know, could you? And I, and I have said all along, he's not gonna, he's not gonna be there. He's not gonna be there. Coming to that convention in Chicago come August, he's not gonna be the guy. Uh, there's just no way now. Uh, in, and now, even if you are a voter on the Democratic side of things here, uh, on the Democratic side of things, you know, you have to wonder. Uh, even if you don't like Trump, you know, who's who could do the job four more years. I mean, what you have seen on the gaffes left, and look, you go over the gaffes left and right, you know, citing people that are just not there anymore, not alive anymore. French president, uh, German chancellor. I mean, you go on and on and on. My goodness. You know, even last night, citing uh, the Egyptian leader in Sisi. Uh, you know, he was talking about Mexico in between, you know. I mean, it's just unbelievable. You know, the, the amount of miscues uh, and everything else. And it, it for me, it comes down to, you know, 3 o'clock in the morning, President has to make a decision, has to make a call. You know, think about that. You know, the, the highest end of decisions about going maybe to war and everything else. Uh, you know, it could be an issue. And this is where this is where you need the mental acuity and everything else. we got to get the Sarge on, Mikey. Uh, we lost him a second, so you'll get him going again. Uh, we'll get the Sarge going again. So I tell you what, let's take a quick break. Let's go to commercial. Let's regroup here a little bit, see if we get Joe back on right after this. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Andrew Farrego from Great South Bay Chiropractic. I've been getting a lot of calls lately with people that are suffering with severe neck and low back pain. They're being told by their doctor that surgery is the last resort. They've done physical therapy, epidural steroid injections. They are on heavy medication, Oxycontin, Oxycodone, Vicodins. Nothing's working, and they're being told that that's the only option they have. Well, I'm here to tell you that maybe that's not the only option. The DRX 9000 spinal decompression machine is a non-surgical treatment for herniated and bulging discs. And what it does is it pulls the disc back in, and it brings in much-needed moisture and nutrients for the disc to heal. 
I have helped hundreds of people across Long Island who thought they needed surgery but didn't. So why don't you call for a free consultation with me, Dr. Andrew Farrego, and let's find out if you're a candidate for this breakthrough technology. To make an appointment with Dr. Andrew Farrego, call 631-289-6767 or online at gsbchiro.com. Set up a free consultation today. That's gsbchiro.com. Crime report. I'm pretty sure of it. Uh, with the Sarge Joe Jack, brought to you by the Crime Stoppers of uh, Sylvia County, 1 800 220 TIPS, 220 All calls kept confidential. Monetary rewards issued at various times uh, for information that will lead to an arrest. Uh, Joe Jack Lone, uh, uh, formerly a NYPD sergeant, retired, of course, former commanding officer, Bronx Cold Case Squad. A current adjunct professor at John Jay College, author of the Criminal Investigative Function, uh, Guide for New Investigators, Edition 4, 5 soon to come. Uh, decorated member back in the day of the NYPD, including the most notable Cold Case Handbook and uh, an excellent uh, TV show that Joe uh, presides over on the YouTube channel. And it's all about the Gilgo investigation. And certainly, we'll start with that. First, though, very good morning to you, Sarge. We got you now. Good morning, Jay. How are you? All righty. All is good, my friend. So let's start with the Gilgo. Rex, uh, uh, back in the courtroom, Yorman, uh, a lot of evidence transferred, Joe. Thousands and thousands, uh, again, pieces of evidence. Uh, nothing crazy, nothing crazy at all uh, as far as uh, news-making uh, stuff. Uh, but you know what? The next one is in April, I think the 17th. And uh, it's all about the evidence and the thousands and thousands that the defense now uh, has received. And uh, you know what? This is going to be a very long uh, proceeding as far as uh, when this trial finally getting underway. You and I discussed that. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I think that this trial is not happening until late 2025, the way this is going. Um, the discovery was just, you know, this Tuesday's um, courtroom date was nothing special. We kind of, we knew it was coming. It was on the docket, just like the April one. We're, we're assuming that the April one will also be a more uh, more discovery dumped. Uh, we're still waiting for the search warrant stuff, right? We're still waiting to hear about the house and the, and the storage facilities and anything else that they might have found. So... I think that uh, that will be for um, some interesting, you know, in- interesting radio. Because uh, once we start getting into what they found at the house and in the storage facility, I think really we're going to get down to the nitty gritty of some of the stuff. And I think that would be towards, you know, also the end of the discovery. Because you know, everybody's got to remember that that happened last, so everything is kind of going in in, in order. So um, you know, we need to be patient, and, and it'll it'll come out. But yeah, I don't think I don't. <laughs> 2025, early 2026, this thing is going to be going on for a long time. You know, uh, Joe, there's so much discussion now regarding technology and DNA and everything else and, you know, using this uh, state-of-the-art nuclear uh, DNA. And they talk about, you know, maybe a little little bit of a legal battle here in this prosecution. You know, talk about an energy, energy drink can later used to link uh, Yorman uh, to the uh, death of one of the four women. You know, part of that evidence that prosecutors have said will prove 
uh, beyond a shadow here of a doubt that uh, Yerman killed the women and then dumped their bodies near Gilgo. Uh, so, you know, we've talked to Ray about this before, you know, kind of said gold standard, nuclear DNA, it is what it is. Uh, but, uh, you know, quite frankly, uh, this is uh, the day and age now where all this is going to be put into play here, Sarge. Well, yeah, let's, uh, there's actually two things at play here. But the first one about um, the abandoned property, that's covered under a Supreme Court decision of California versus Greenwood. Anytime you leave something behind, you throw it away, throw it on the floor, spit on the ground, leave the water bottle, it's it can be collected and, and tested for evidence. So that's I, I don't see any issue with them taking the uh, personal property that was thrown out, specifically of the daughter now, in the garbage pail uh, of the um, of the, the can, right? I forget what it was, the monster or whatever it was. So I don't see any problem with that. The issue that we're, that we're really gearing up for is that in New York State, we're one of, I think, eight or nine states left that still use the Fry Standard, and that's with the E. And the Fry Standard was created uh, back in the day for when we had the polygraph, and it has to have a consensus of scientific uh, of scientists to be able to say that something should be admissible or not. Most states just use the judge to look at the evidence. So it is a much tougher standard to get through. And we've seen New York already do some crazy stuff, right? You know, even with the familial DNA and how they, they handled that with the Karina Vitrano case. So there there could be potential uh, battles going forward on this. It's, that kind of uh, testing is it's not going to be a slam dunk into the courtroom. I think it gets in the courtroom, but I just think that it's going to be uh, a battle. Yeah, I, I think it will as well. You know, Brown, Michael Brown, the Yorman attorney, um, you know, he has uh, pretty much pushed back regarding the use of this new DNA technology. You know, the mitochondrial, the nuclear. I mean, he basically, you know, has said that, uh, you know, he, he he was told that it was unsuitable, the evidence, as far as the nuclear DNA testing uh, for one, but you know you're going to have a back and forth on this, and that's why you know we're, we're lucky if we're going to see that we're not going to see anything. Uh, I don't think anything come uh, the end of this year uh, regarding a trial date. I just don't. I think there is way too much evidence that they still have to comb through, and they're going to be battling it out as far as how the the technology is going to put the be put into place. Such regarding this, this thing is a, is a year off, you know, as far as really getting down to it. Right. I mean, and also, I mean, I'm sure everyone still understands that, you know, don't uh, listen to the defense attorneys and, and to see how bad things are, because defense attorneys, that's what they do. They they put it out there in the public about how bad things are and how good this case looks. I mean, that's just that's just part of the game, and that's what they get paid to do. But, you know, the issue that comes down to, I know he keeps on saying that, well, I was told it wasn't available. The technology is changing so fast that yesterday it wasn't suitable to them tomorrow it is so i don't i don't put any credence in any of that stuff so the issue that comes down to is will the group of scientists in new york here now say that this is a viable way of identifying somebody listen they had the mitochondrial dna already so the mitochondrial dna yes it's not as exact as having nuclear dna because that's derived from both parents but still they still have so the evidence is building up. It's becoming overwhelming, and the issue that comes down to is if um, Michael Brown, if he if he can't get this DNA thrown out in any sense of the matter, he knows that his case is is um, is an uphill battle. 
No question. Sarge with us, of course. The crime report. Now, you know, I, I will say this. You and I spoke after the symposium of John Ray uh, last Friday. But, you know, there was a lot of pushback. You know, uh, and I could tell you the DA uh, has a lot of questions regarding what John brought up uh, at St. John's there on the 30th, uh, uh, such. Uh, you know, I mean, credibility and everything else, these witnesses, uh, the revelations and, and whatnot that we spoke about last week that John brought, especially when it comes to the uh, estranged wife in Acer Ellerup. Uh, loads of questions there. Uh, and let's face it, I mean, Ray Tanny has, has been emphatically clear you know that the wife had nothing to do with uh, any of these uh, of these murders, nor the daughter Victoria and whatnot. Um, but uh, you know, I mean, listen, there, there was some strong opposition. Let me just say that, you know. Well, I mean, listen, I I really like John Ray, and I respect him. The fact that he's kept this case going uh, so long and, and kept it in the public eye, but I'm just hoping that he doesn't become the fly in the ointment, so to speak, and. You know, the the thing with Asa, I don't know exactly where he's going with that, too, but the daughter, I mean, she was would have been, what, 14 or 13 at the time? I, You know, that one, I, yeah. I was, uh, you know, I was kind of like uh, scratching my head about why even bringing that up. Listen, I've been a firm believer that the victims were taken in his vehicle or some sort of vehicle that they had access to, and it's as simple as that. I mean, if you're in the car, if your wife is in the car, her hair is going to be left behind. And if you put somebody else in the car, there's a good possibility he gets attached to the jacket or whatever else that's in there. So I think you can make a strong uh, argument for the transfer evidence, right? The low-cause exchange principle, the theory of transfer between two objects. But the issue that comes down to is that I don't know where this is headed, and I don't know uh, exactly what the the end game is in regards to it. So um, if the police have evidence that Acer is involved, or in any case, if they find evidence They'll charge the person. I mean, it's just, and whatever they say in public really means nothing in the respect that, well, you know, they could say everything is clear, everything's good, and then turn around the next day and everything changes, right? So we know that. We, I think that we just need to sit tight and be patient and, and let them do their jobs because it looks as if now they have this thing firmly in grasp. And um, at least these four cases are, are firmly in, in grasp. I think Tierney's done a great job, and I, and I just think that you have to go with him. And uh, just listen to them, and then not get into the into the into the lack of a better adjective there weeds into this thing. No doubt about it. Asaj with us um, with the crime report. You know, Joe, more coming out regarding uh, what happened back on the night of January twenty seventh uh, when you had a group of thugs uh, corral two police officers. We know what ensued there, and of course. The disbursement of those thugs, some even going out of state. Uh, the DA of Manhattan, Alvin Bragg, uh, sitting on his hands as always. Uh, and, of course, talking big just days afterwards. Uh, enough time uh, to have elapsed uh, to have some of these uh, monsters uh, leave the state, head west, Arizona, California. Of course, now charges. Uh, a little too late for me. Good luck trying to corral uh, illegals. Uh, I don't know how you do that. But somehow, some way, that was put into motion there. Uh, but now you have this newly released footage uh, showing uh, the moments before this group attacked and kicked uh, these cops in Times Square. A lot of cameras, a lot of angles, uh, and a lot of violence, such. 
Yeah, no, I think um, I was hearing that they have already uh, found a couple of guys in Arizona. So it's pretty amazing that they were able to track these guys down. So that's that's really wild. But the issue that comes down to is Alvin Bragg, the district attorney, has um, you know got so much pressure. I mean, if you saw that meeting that he left uh, leaving, I think he's when he spoke uh, in the city uh, about a week ago with uh, Governor Hochul. I mean, he had a face that like you, you can just read into it that he was not happy about what what went down in that that meeting. But he he really dropped the ball again. But you know, people say like, oh. What's going on? In his manifesto, whatever he posted online before he got elected, he said he wasn't going to he wasn't going to uh charge assault two against a police officer. And that evidence yep. shows. It's just it's just it is what it is. And I can't believe that people are so shocked about what's happening in Manhattan's criminal court. It, it, this has been going on for years. A hundred percent. You know, I mean listen, the, the guy gave you the playbook day one of his tenure. You know, he told you crimes that he would prosecute and crimes that he wouldn't. I mean, that very basically that set the tone, right? That set the agenda. Uh, yeah. Really, no surprise here. Uh, but uh, all in all, that is the case. That is the case. But nonetheless, he did announce that he's now secured these grand jury indictments of seven illegals uh, for the beatdown of those cops. So uh, we'll see what happens. Some of them corralled. Uh, no question, but you know, it still paints the picture as it always has regarding Alvin Brack. You know, the softness and everything else. He's yeah. The the yeah, sorry, the grand jury indictments make him look even worse. Okay, because he yeah. should have had held these guys and then held the grand jury while they were being held. I mean, that's, that's the way it's supposed to work, right? You have five hundred percent somebody with. You don't you let somebody. them flee the scene. And that's what Bragg did. That's what Bragg did. It's it's awful. Yeah. So, I mean, it, you have five days to bring up a grand jury when you have to charge somebody with a felony in New York State. You have five days to do it. That's five business days. doesn't include weekends or holidays. But you, you arrest them. You hold them. You do the grand jury. And if they indict them, then you, you, then you do whatever you got to do afterwards. But... Just to let them go immediately and let them flee, it made him look, uh, lack of a better term, clownish. Yeah, no question. And if you had any governor with a backbone, uh, that individual would have dismissed Bragg on the spot. I got to tell you, on the spot. Enough well, is enough. Happens, yeah. And yeah. then it's getting Instead, you got one of these guys who released giving the middle finger uh, to not only the system, uh, but the country. As well, I mean that pretty much was the the poster, uh, the poster move as far as the United States was concerned of all that has gone on at the southern border. That's what it was all about, Joe. So, uh, you know, pretty uh, pretty uh, uh, hefty signal right there. Now, um, talk to me a little bit about uh, what's happening with the show and everything else. Uh, Joe's a great show on YouTube regarding the Gilgo investigation and everything else. Give me a sense there. The numbers are going through the roof as far as viewership. I hear. Yeah, we're um, we're we're over seventy two hundred subscribers now to the channel. It's um, it's growing growing fast. I mean, I started this thing in August, <laughs> and we're at seven seventy two hundred already. So it's the goal at the end of the year was to have uh, my goal was to have ten thousand. Uh, subscribers.
subscribers. That was my goal. I set the plan up. I said, like I said we just closed it at 7,200. It's only February 9th. So I think I'm definitely going to make that goal. So we're going to we're going to push for 15 this year, and it's 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 going well. I mean, I, I can't. Um, uh, I, you know, I'm very happy. We're getting a lot of supporters, uh, and it's it's just helping push things along. Excellent job, and of course, you got to get the book, the Cold Case Handbook. It's a bestseller. You get it on Amazon, and uh, certainly uh, goes into uh, play. Very appropriate as far as all that's going on with the GoGo stuff. Uh, and all that happens with these types of investigations. We talk about the use of DNA technology and everything else, and Joe does a lot on that in the book. The Cold Case Handbook, you get it on Amazon. Joe, have a great weekend. Uh, we'll talk to you in the next few. You got it. Have a great one, Jake. You got it. Uh, there it is. The Sarge checking in at 726. We get ready for Chuck Levine. We'll get him going in a couple. First, though, one fell swoop here with the travel uh, and the weather, Cindy Wakeman, Rod Tanner, and Charles coming up. Good morning. Things are moving right along on the LIE westbound as you make your way past Nichols Road into Vets Highway. Northern State Parkway is doing all right getting into Wolf Hill Road. All's well if you're traveling east on Sunrise Highway from East Quag into Hampton Bays. Montauk Highway is doing fine. Just some slowdowns into the Watermill and Bridgehampton areas. Long Island Railroad is on or close to schedule, and this report is sponsored by Compassion International. Families in poverty are facing a global food crisis. $50 provides a food kit to feed a family for a month. Just text the word radio to 97646. With your Long Island traffic, I'm Cindy Waitman. From the L.I. News Radio Weather Center, we'll wrap up the week as mostly cloudy skies gradually become sunny. Our high 48. Uh, mostly cloudy conditions overnight with a low of 33. There's a chance for afternoon showers on Saturday. We'll kick off the weekend with a mostly cloudy day and a high of 51. Mostly cloudy conditions continue Saturday night with a low of 41. We'll have a mix of sun and clouds Sunday with a high of 48. We'll kick off a new week Monday with a good chance for afternoon shower activity. It'll be mostly cloudy with a high of 45. There's a chance for rain and snow Tuesday morning. A chance for snow into the afternoon. It'll be mostly cloudy and breezy with a high of 40. From the LI News Weather Center, I'm Rod Tanner. Are you a new startup or an established company developing new products? Are you an inventor or have an idea for a new product? IDK3 and Company is a full-service industrial design and product development firm in business for over 30 years. They have developed products in numerous industries, including electronics, housewares, medical, sporting goods, and marine equipment, to name a few. IDK3 and Company uses the latest technologies in computer-aided design and 3D printing and prototyping techniques. They collaborate with their clients in every step of the development process, from concept design through manufacturing. This collaborative approach assures their clients' satisfaction and product success. Please visit their website at idk3.com. That's idk, the number three, dot com. Or call 631-328-5353. That's 631-328-5353 for more information. I'm William Shatner. I've been around a long time, but I'm truly humbled when I see the real battles our brave, paralyzed veterans have faced defending our freedom. And when they come home. I had just come home from serving over in Germany. Next thing I know, it was three weeks later. I was paralyzed. While parachuting with my platoon, my parachute didn't open. I broke my neck. It left me paralyzed for the rest of my life. 
I was on a routine patrol, and uh, we were in the desert of Kuwait, and the vehicle flipped and landed on top of me, which uh, left me paralyzed from the waist down. Okay, folks, this, this, this is heroism. That's why I'm proud to support Paralyzed Veterans of America, because they've kept their promise to never leave a fallen soldier behind. A roof over the heads, accessible homes, cars, jobs, benefits. PBA has brought me back to life. Show them their sacrifice hasn't been in vain. Go to pva.org to learn how you can make a difference. Hi, this is estate planning attorney Kurt Widmeyer. Listen to Plan Now, Win Later every Wednesday at 4.30 right here on 103.9 LI News Radio. For an immediate appointment, please visit plannowwinlater.com. The only news talk radio station covering all of Suffolk County. LI News Radio. All right. Uh, always uh, great having them. Uh, I'll tell you, I've got a lot of calls saying, hey, can you make it permanent, please? We want to get, we want to hear Levine. Uh, so we're going to make that happen. And uh, always great having Assemblyman Charles Levine uh, presides over the 13th District. Uh, he's the chair of the Committee on Judiciary, uh, Ethics, Guidance, Committee Rules, Codes, uh, I think Insurance, too, if memory serves me correct, and maybe some others, uh, committees as well. Not enough, but. Uh, uh, not enough time in the day uh, for Mr. Levine for the uh, fine assembly, but nice enough to give us a couple here on a Friday morning. Sir, how are you? Jay, I'm doing fine, and it's Chuck, and um, and you know that. <laughs> I know that. So I hope all is well, my friend. All is good. All is good. good. You know, you, uh, all I want to do is relax this weekend, Chuck, and watch the Super Bowl, and then I get inundated last night with all kinds of stuff. Now, never a dull day for anything going on here. Life gets in the way. <laughs> I'm telling you. Hey, let's uh, let's focus in a little bit on Albany. We, you know, the big discussion, you know, was the foundation aid and the cuts and everything else, and who knows with his budget, um, it'll go back and forth. You got a lot of pushback, Chuck. You know that uh, people are up in arms, saying, "Hey, wait a minute, now. Let's see. You can't touch the schools here." Uh, you know, Governor. You know, not for nothing, but. $2.4 billion going to the migrant crisis. Uh, what about our schools? Are you really cutting the foundation aid here? And, you know, the formula I'm talking about here. Uh, so that's that's been a big discussion. i got to be honest with you, Chuck, over the last couple of weeks. You uh, always give me are. your sense of things. Go ahead. Talk you to always are honest with me. So a couple of things. Foundation aid, um, which is the aid that goes to our schools is determined by an elaborate formula that takes into consideration wealth of a community, cost of living, student need, and the regional economics of whatever region the school districts are in. So this year, out of a budget of $233 billion, and that's billion with a B, A historic amount is, is in fact, going to public education. And that is 35, a little over $35 billion, which is an increase over last year, somewhere between 2 and 2.5%. And in terms of real dollars, that uh, boils down to over uh, half a billion dollars uh, additional. Uh, of course, we know that in New York State we have uh, 700 school districts and um, roughly 2.5 million uh, school children uh, who have to be educated. So the problem this year, however, is this, that after spending record amounts over the last two years, 
uh, on public education, which was necessary because we're still we're still countering the effects, fighting the effects of the COVID COVID um, uh, epidemic. Um, so what's happened this year is that the governor uh, is projecting to spend less um, than many, than most of the districts want, and. What has happened is that even though there is this increase of half a billion, a little more than half a billion dollars, half the districts are getting less money than they got last year. The other half are roughly even or slightly ahead. And what the governor is intending to do and what she's talking about is this, that an essential factor that has contributed to public education in the state of New York uh, has been what's called the hold or save harmless uh, policy, which means that districts have always relied on, or recently relied on anyway over the course of the last five to eight years, on getting at least as much as they had gotten the year before. So um, this now is uh, not going to be the uh, governor's policy. And uh, as uh, my friend Fred Thiel from Sag Harbor out in Suffolk County has said he's not voting on any budget for any budget that's going to reduce spending to individual schools. So I think there's much to be said for what uh, uh, Fred uh, has observed. And I think that the governor uh, knows that the Senate and the Assembly will negotiate uh, the budget because it's three parties to this agreement. Uh, And um, I am confident that at the end of the day, when we do adopt the final budget, that our school districts are going to be okay. Uh, Interestingly enough, um, the regents and the regents uh, determine educational policy in the state of New York as opposed to some states where it's the legislatures uh, who determine educational policy, which is uh, truly a recipe for disaster. Um, So the regents uh, want to revamp this foundation aid formula because it is out of date and we've known it's out of date for many, many years. Um, So that is a step in the right direction. And again, I am pretty sure, in fact, I'm completely confident at the end end of the day that we're going to see public education uh, in New York State doing just fine. And, you know, when you think about it, you don't want any more hits taken to that because of all that has gone on over the last couple of years especially with COVID and the remote learning and the scores and everything else right now. Uh, Exactly. You you want to make sure that all hands are on deck there regarding our kids and schools and everything else getting up to speed. Now, with that being said, sir, uh, are you happy with the $2.4 billion uh, that has been slotted now for this uh, migrant crisis right now in New York? Uh, That's a good question, and it's asked very skillfully. Jay, am I happy with it? Let's put it this way. I'm not happy with the fact that uh, New York uh, is um, uh, forced uh, to provide for um, all these folks. This is a failure, (laughs) and it's been obvious this week. This is a failure of policy coming out of the United States House of Representatives. The Senate had adopted a bipartisan plan, uh, and that was uh, uh, put together by Jim Lankford, one of the most conservative members of the United States Senate, and Senator Chuck Schumer, that the House of Representatives will not touch. And we know the reasons they won't touch it. So we are saddled uh, with this this dilemma, (coughs) to be sure. We can't just ignore 
the fact that we have um, uh, migrants here uh, in New York State, uh, not only in the New York City, but throughout the state. So we've got to do something to provide for them. Now, um, I know that uh, uh, a lot of my Republican colleagues uh, are um, uh, up in arms over the fact that, as they present it, um, we had a choice, according to them. The choice was to spend more money, uh, $2.4 uh, billion on public education, or spend that money uh, to provide for the needs of all these people who have come to New York. So uh, this reminds me of uh, the story of uh, uh, what happened when, uh, believe it or not, uh, the Normans uh, invaded um, England uh, more than a thousand years ago. And, of course, the Normans brought with them uh, the sport of fox hunting. Uh, the Saxons, uh, who uh, lived in uh, England, didn't know anything about fox hunting, but they were quite amused at the fact that their oppressors, the Normans, uh, used to uh, release foxes and then chase them uh, on horseback with dogs. So uh, legend has it that the Normans, um, uh, while they were chasing their foxes, had trouble because the dogs would lose the scent. Um, and um, legend has it that that is because the Saxons used to take a dried red herring and drag it over the trails so that the dogs would lose their uh, lose their scent. So um, it is a distraction to set up the proposition that we are uh, disadvantaging uh, our children because we have to take care of um, what is really a federal responsibility of uh, the migrants who are here. It also assumes that that $2.4 billion would be spent on public education or education in general, and it neglects the fact that uh, spending of the state, uh, state spending goes not simply on education, uh, but on the environment, on water protection, on prisons, on the state police, on senior s services, on the hospitals, on the bridges, the roads, the tunnels, uh, our parks. Uh, and uh, there's a long litany of other uh, expenses that the state has to pay. So I don't um, put much value in, the, in that um, uh, uh, analysis or proposed purported analysis is a better word uh, by many of my Republican colleagues. One point of contention, I, I will disagree with you. I know Langford and, and uh, something on the table as far as a possible uh, deal. Uh, you know, let, let me say this, Chuck, and, and listen, we, the, the, it, the inundated process of what we have seen here is just overwhelming. The price tag, the $12 billion uh, plus uh, of what it will equate to in 2025, uh, quite frankly, you know, personally, I don't like the deal. I don't like the deal at all because you're still letting, uh, what, up to 5,000 uh, individuals in here a day. And, you know, fast forward that over a year, that's 2 million or so. We just can't can't allow that at this point in time. I, I just don't understand why we can't do a full stop sign on this. Halt. And discuss, halt and discuss. That's all. It you know. Let's have a discuss, sensible discussion, common sense discussion. That's all. Common so there's sense. Much, there's to much me, to be said. Part of the equation that we don't see anymore in government. And until we get that back, we will never solve issues of this nature, sir. We have been grappling with this problem uh, since the days of Reagan. 
because Ronald Reagan had the political courage to modify the immigration laws to make them at that point better. Uh, and, and unless and until uh, there is a House of Representatives uh, that's composed of people who will uh, have the, the courage uh, to engage in the discussions that are necessary to adopt modern programs uh, dealing with uh, immigration, we will face this same. We will face the same crisis over and over and over again. So um, New York is uh, one of the states um, uh, that is left to grapple uh, with the hard reality that um, uh, these uh, new people, the, the migrants, uh, have to be provide. They have to be provided for. And we're doing our best to do that. All right. Uh, we're talking with Assemblyman Chuck Levine of the uh, 13th uh, District. Uh, keeping a close eye, we all are on uh, this uh, special election uh, coming up, Chuck, on Tuesday. Uh, you got uh, Tom Swazi back in the mix, right? Uh, Mazzy Pillup, uh, all in all, legislator uh, in Nassau, uh, and a battle going on, and a lot of backing as far as money is concerned regarding uh, Mazzy uh, Pillip and Tom Swazi, you know, wants to regain that seat. Um, you had a little bit of a debate last night. I caught a little bit of it, uh, but the back and forth it goes, and I know you're keeping an eye on this. Very important one. Are you going to ask me if I miss my uh, old congressman, George Santos? Well, I'm, <laughs> listen, uh, far better than me than to ask you a question of that, but while you, while I got you here, yeah. <laughs> Well, I do miss Santos in a way, but only from a comedic, a comedy uh, uh, perspective. Um, so this is a very, very interesting race, a fascinating race, uh, w which is drawing uh, true national attention. And um, uh, I know Mozzie. I have uh, met her. Uh, she's a perfectly pleasant person. Um, she lacks uh, any sense of um, uh, knowledge uh, about how government uh, works um, on any level. Uh, Swazi, on the other hand, uh, has been around for a long time. We know him. We know he's competent. When he was uh, our congressman, he ran a very, very good office. And uh, we worked very closely with him on any number of con real constituent problems. Uh, that, of course, came to a complete end when um, he left uh, the House, and uh, we ended up with Santos. We couldn't work with Santos uh, at all on any level. It took us months to even figure out who really was the contact person uh, in his in his office. But that's the reflection. Our offices, um, our governmental offices, are always a reflection of the people who are in charge. Uh, so be that as it may, uh, I understand that Tom is uh, is ahead by several percentage points. Uh, and uh, I'm also very pleased, uh, not to make this uh, about me at all, uh, but uh, being a politician, I can't resist, Jay. Uh, I'm very pleased that people have been taking advantage of early voting. And with each successive period of um, early voting uh, or experience with early voting, more people are coming out to vote early. And that was my bill, and I'm very proud of it when I was chairman of the um, Elections Committee. So we will, we will see. It's a fascinating race. Uh, and um, I, I don't know if you can persuade uh, all the folks who are sending tons of money to both uh, Mozzie and Tom uh, to maybe send some my way 
uh, on my next election, but I don't know if that's uh, permissible. Uh, Chuck, you got a uh, a treasure chest, from what I understand, a treasure chest. I should, but, uh, I should hope so. <laughs> but <laughs> a small Levine. treasure chest. <laughs> Chuck Levine with us uh, here on this Friday morning show. Uh, you know, affordable housing, it, it's, it's a huge issue. And, you know, yes. this has been dissected every which way. And a lot of pushback as far as the leadership here on Long especially in Suffolk County, as far as the original thought process of the governor, you know, the 800,000 units, Chuck, over a 10-year period, the problem was, where do you place it, you know? Uh, yes. And this is a big issue because Kathy Hochul knows that young people have left this state, 18-year-olds and, you know, plus. Uh, you want to be able to keep young folks here because that's how you grow, uh, and from an economic sense as well. You want to retain here. You don't want to see departure. Uh, that is a key aspect as far as what I see going forward here. What do you think? Um, I'm in complete agreement with you, shocking as that may seem. But I am in complete agreement with you. And I think uh, Governor Hochul uh, learned uh, from a previous budget, a budgetary experience, that um, um, it's not a one size it's all uh, proposition when it comes to building homes. Uh, she has done a couple of things. She's concentrating on increased housing in the New York City area, uh, which is extraordinarily important because New York City is and has been uh, New York State's economic driver for uh, for all of time, actually. Uh, and she's also established a fund of, I believe it's $650 million to assist other communities outside New York City um, who want to develop additional housing. And certainly there's a lot of room for um, new housing on Long Island. And um, my opinion is this, uh, that unless we have more housing, the cost of housing is that we have is simply going to keep going through the roof, and that's unsustainable. And we do need to keep not only our young people uh, on Long Island, we need to keep everybody on, on Long Island who lives here, that's seniors, the middle class, the those who are better off, those who are uh, have economic challenges, who are struggling to become part of the American dream. And unless we have more affordable housing, it's not going to happen. And we simply do not have the housing stock uh, that we need to be able to provide for community because community it, community means we're all in this together. Uh, young, old, those in the middle, um, and those from every economic uh, economic strata. So I, I'm giving her credit for learning as she goes, uh, and I'm all, I also like the idea of uh, enhance, uh, more housing stock in New York City, uh, which would be more affordable. And uh, I think that um, it's going to take us years uh, to get up to speed on this particular issue. And in the meantime, we're just going to have to soldier on. No question. Uh, Chuck Levine, Willis, a couple of minutes. Um, you know, you know, listen, I've always had a problem with the MTA. Uh, I'm sure we've had discussions, you and I, in the past. Uh, I, I just don't like the way they do business. I, I don't like the way, Chuck, the hand is always out. Uh, you know, I always, always remember back in the day, the bailout, the Andrew Cuomo days, the $12 billion yeah. and everything else. Uh, it's a mess. Now you got congestion pricing. There's so many questions regarding that. Uh, I feel for a lot of people, it's just unaffordable now to, to get into Manhattan. It will be. Um, I know there's a lot of attached costs. 
East Side Access, Grand Central, Grand, uh, Central, Grand Terminal, over there. Yes. Uh, we know that there have been massive improvements. That's a good thing. Penn Station, massive renovation undergoing and everything else. I get it. But somehow, some way, I always get a sense that the MTA can never control its own. Whether you have the Long Island Railroad folks, people who say they're working, they're at Cabo St. Luca on vacation. Uh, you know, it's stuff like that. A time clock, a simple time clock. My goodness, that's not being utilized accordingly. I just have a problem with the MTA. And, of course, that's always slotted in the budget. And I get it. We know the importance of it. But... Somehow, some way, they have to be held accountable. I just don't think there's ever full accountability as far as their operations are concerned. It's frustrating. Um, and what am I going to do? Tell you it's not frustrating? <laughs> it is. It is. Agree with me, it sir. is frustrating. Um, uh, this is whatever my insight may be worth, and that's always questionable. Uh, I have seen a tightening up uh, of the Metropolitan Transportation Authority over the last few years. Um, and I've seen a lot of progress made. And, of course, it is a multi-gazillion dollar uh, enterprise. Uh, but I have seen progress, and I think that we have seen better service uh, for uh, our fellow Long Islanders uh, who utilize uh, mass transportation. And one way or another, we have to fund mass transportation, even though there's no doubt that there is a factor, there's a percentage, uh, too high a percentage of the money that's spent that is not being spent wisely. However, I do believe they're making progress. All right. Let's, uh, let's keep an eye on that. Now, um, Give me an idea. What does a Chuck Levine do for this uh, coming weekend? Uh, listen, we all all work and no play uh, is uh, not good for all of us. But with that being said, you got the big game and everything else. You're going to relax, take it easy, have a few chicken wings. I mean, what, what does the Levine clan do on a Sunday here with, with the big game? Well, this Sunday starts with a meeting, uh, a governmental meeting, uh, late morning. Uh, and then I expect to be in Westbury uh, for their Arts Council uh, exhibition. And then I'll be back at home, and we're having a few friends over um, to uh, to watch the Super Bowl. Uh, and uh, the big debate in my house now is, what are we going to serve them? So if you have any ideas, let me know. Well, I'm going to throw one at you. Uh, how Do about it. doing some sort of a nacho bar, taco bar, that type of thing? You I know, like that. I, that's... You know, I I agree with you on that one too. What's happening to me in my old age? I'm agreeing with you more and more. What the heck is going on? Too many things. Uh, too many things, Chuck, going on here. It's very concerning to me of what what I'm witnessing here this morning. Uh, a I think a therapy session might be in store. But in essence, um, do you have a selection as a winner for Sunday's game? I think Kansas City. Like what do you think? I, I like the 49. I like San Francisco. I, I say that because I always think about retribution, right? I yeah. think about what happened in 2019. I think it still stings. I, see, I think San Francisco has a cause here, and I think they will get to the, to the great quarterback and Mr. Mahomes, and it's going to be a close game, a high-scoring one, but I am going with San Francisco, my friend. How about that? I think it's going to be a great game. And yeah. these are two great teams. And it never ceases to amaze me that Brock Purdy 
Mr. Irrelevant, the last person drafted, is again going to have the opportunity for San Francisco to win another Super Bowl. I think that's just amazing. It is amazing. And Mr. Relevant, folks, it's the last player chosen in a draft. That's what Purdy was, and look at him now. <laughs> yes. It's, it, it, listen, he wins this. There will be a movie uh, coming out regarding him in the next couple of years, without question. Should uh, be a great there should be a movie regarding uh, Mr. Charles Levine, because he's uh, getting it done for us here on this program. Chuck, listen, enjoy. Uh, put that work away. Get the Super Bowl going for yourself and relax. And we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. How's that? Thanks, my friend. And have a great day. And best to everyone who's involved in your production, your great production, and everyone who's listening. Take good care now. Thanks you again. Got it. Bye-bye. Thank you, sir. Charles Levine, uh, checking in of the 13th Assembly District. We appreciate that at uh, 753. I'll tell you what, Mikey, we'll take a break, come back, reset, and go from there. How's that? Ready for this? COVID-19 has had a huge impact on the markets, but Craig Farantino has been there every step of the way. Good morning, Jay. Yes, it's always good to be here. Every morning, Jay, you know that. As the markets went up and down throughout the pandemic, Craig was your calm, clear voice. How much of this market is uh, actual growth and excitement about the future and the the vaccine rollout and the stimulus? Businesses began reopening, but many big businesses remained closed. Just flabbergasted that there's still some of these major companies not back to work. So uh, it's a real thing. A new president came into office, and that meant new tax plans as well. Taxes are going to go up, so we want to make sure that we get everything is done as efficiently as we can as soon as possible. It is a good time to be in the market. Tune in weekday mornings to LI in the AM at 720 for the Financial Report with Craig Farantino, your calm, clear, and reliable voice. Craig Farantino is a registered representative offering securities and advisory services through United Planners Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Craig James Financial Services and United Planners are not affiliated. Hey, uh, Apple Honda, ladies and gentlemen. Apple Honda, that's right. You know, they've been in business uh, nearly 70 years. Um, and let me say this, uh, they have a smooth uh, operation. And that's really because uh, my good pal over there, Mr. Charles Giamanco, will be calling in in a second, Mr. Rebbes. Uh, he runs a great show over there. And uh, what he does is he makes sure that you have a great deal. He will never let you leave there unhappy. I tell you that all the time. Apple Honda has a selection beyond belief regarding uh, the Civics, Accords, CRVs, SUVs, the Odyssey, you name it. Uh, can you imagine that? Seven decades in business Route 58 and Riverhead. Incredible place. Showroom, service center, ownership, sales folks over there, second to none, administrators upstairs. They have it all going. You got to check it out, AppleHonda.net. Uh, home this great uh, one of the great warranties in the business the Honda True and of course the Certified Drive program check it out Apple Honda in Riverhead now speaking of that lo and behold I mean this is really a coincidence because on the line with us checking in is uh, the great general manager his name is Charles Giamanco and uh, he gives us a minute or two here on this Friday setting us up for the weekend Charles welcome Good morning, Jay. Uh, again, you know, I always listen. Great show. Uh, talk about the Super Bowl. You like in the 49ers. I kind of like that, too, but you got me. I love the way. 49ers. But, yeah, for some reason, I don't know why I'm leaving. As long as Tebow is, is starting, uh, I'm in good shape. But uh, getting back to Apple, yeah, thank you for the, the shout-out for the staff. I, again, I, 
I always like to talk about him, and you know, it's all like talk about the Super Bowl and team playing. I'm a big baseball fan, Yankees, of course, and football, but you know, it's all about the team. Everybody, where I got a real good team, they all work together well, and you know, you'll see that when you walk into the dealership, you'll see that everybody's working together, everybody helps each other. So it's a, it's a good thing to have you. Know, you some place you go in, and the uh, salesmen are like, you know, uh, battle each other, and just always a constant bickering and fighting. And, you know, I try to keep it uh, where everybody gets along great. So that's a good thing that the team is always important. You know, you're as good as your team. That's what it is. You always talk about how 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 I put that together, but it's, it's all about the people around you. You know, that's what makes you look good. But getting back to uh, the, the the inventory, Jay, yeah. piling it. I had two trucks coming in this morning. Got plenty of cars, plenty of new cars. The prices are right now. Uh, next week I won't be on you. I'll be away. I'll be in a poke. I was trying to ski at uh, at my old age, but uh, I'm gonna have a little fun. Bunch Listen. of things going up there. I get, yeah. I get very, very nervous when you tell me that. You're telling me you're going to the Poconos. You're going to put on skis. I don't know. You're going to take off those nice fancy shoes for once. Uh, you're going to attach those to some snow boots. Uh, at your age, I am the brittle Giamanco. Uh, I'm very nervous for you, sir. You know, my birthday's Wednesday, uh, the 14th. You know that. I didn't know. What's What's the magic number this year? I'm not telling you that. I can't tell you. You won't believe, you won't believe it. I know I look 15, 15 years younger than you, and I'll be 70. How about that? Hey, come on now. Are you really? Still going. Still going strong. 7-0, buddy. You know, I got to tell you something. I'm not kidding when I say this. You don't look a day over 69. No, I'm only kidding. Listen to me. Thank you. You look, I'm telling you, you look like you're 51 years old. Thank you. I do get I do get to fifties a lot. That's for sure. I'm serious. I'm not. I'm not kidding. Anybody who knows what I'm talking about, you've seen Charlie. Uh, he's uh, behind that plexiglass over there. Uh, he now first of all, he's built eight. like a built like a rock, and he's in uh, great shape. He really is, and he looks good. Uh, but more importantly, you run a great show. Uh, and I'll say this: I want to say a very good morning to uh, Joyce and. And uh, who's my other friend, Mr. Chin? Who is that? Joyce and uh, who is that, Charles? Jack. Jack, Chin. Jack and Joyce, you know that. Jack, Jack, Jack and, and Joyce Chin. How can I forget? Jack and Joyce Chin are driving around, driving around with a new Honda right now. I want to say a very good morning Mike to them. And don't, forget, and don't forget Mike and Gina uh, Monaco. They just bought a nice truck for their son. They're really nice people. And they listen too, right? Yes. Mike and Gene and uh, Monaco. Uh, Jason, uh, Justin and Jason Brothers, another big listener. All right. We'll say hi to them. You know a lot of listeners out there. A lot of listeners out there, Jay. I've got about six. But, okay, guys, and, and listen, if you if you come in next week and I'm out for the weekend, just tell me you hear, hear me on Jay Oliver. You're going to get a great deal. They know, everybody knows that. My there you go. That, so. uh, you know, for a second, I thought you were, you were going to say you get a free car, but uh, I'm glad you caught yourself there. Hey, listen, um, it's great having you. I'm sure I'm going to talk to you before you go skiing. And uh, remember now, break a leg. I mean, I mean that in the sense that have fun. I don't mean that. I got you. I got you, Jay. And please do me a favor. Don't bring those new shoes of yours up there. They're going to get filthy. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I love you. I'll I'll talk to you. All right, buddy. Yeah, let me tell you. Have a good weekend. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday is going to be great. And by the way, keep listening because you know who's coming on. Your favorite guy's coming on. The captain is coming on in just a second. So you want to keep listening. Tell the captain. Tell the captain, Bombay. That guy's great, man. I love that guy. And uh, you get a lot of good guests on there. So not the one yesterday wasn't too good, but the rest are all good. You know, you got um, some nerve. You got some nerve. (laughs) All right, listen. You take care, and I'll talk to you. 
All right, you have a good weekend, and I'll talk to you. So if not this weekend, come in the following weekend. You got it. AppleHonda.net. Check out all the great deals, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Charlie. Appreciate that, my friend. All right. You stay well. You got it. 8 o'clock on the button. A short break, Mike, and the captain. Uh, let's yeah, we go to Cindy. Let's do Cindy, uh, Cindy Rod, a quick spot. We'll come back for the captain. Yeah. On Nichols Road South, as you approach Furrows Road, an accident is sitting on the shoulder in Holtzville. Two vehicles are involved in that one. Southern State Parkway westbound has a bit of a slowdown getting past New Highway into Route 110 because of construction equipment in the center median. Sunrise Highway West, a huge piece of wood in the center lane as you approach Route 109. And also on Sunrise Highway, there's road work from William Floyd Parkway in Shirley to Wading River Road in Manorville. Long Island Railroad is on or close to schedule, and this report is sponsored by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation has been at the forefront of inflammatory bowel disease research and care for over 50 years. Learn more about research, education, and support at Crohn'sColitisFoundation.org. With your Long Island traffic, I'm Cindy Waitman. From the LI News Radio Weather Center, we'll wrap up the week as mostly cloudy skies gradually become sunny. Our high 48. Mostly cloudy conditions overnight with a low 33. There's a chance for afternoon showers on Saturday. We'll kick off the weekend with a mostly cloudy day and a high of 51. Mostly cloudy conditions continue Saturday night with a low of 41. We'll have a mix of sun and clouds Sunday with a high of 48. We'll kick off a new week Monday with a good chance for afternoon shower activity. It'll be mostly cloudy with a high of 45. There's a chance for rain and snow Tuesday morning, a chance for snow into the afternoon. It'll be mostly cloudy and breezy with a high of 40. From the LI News Weather Center, I'm Rod Tanner. Are you a new startup or an established company developing new products? Are you an inventor or have an idea for a new product? IDK3 and Company is a full-service industrial design and product development firm in business for over 30 years. They have developed products in numerous industries, including electronics, housewares, medical, sporting goods, and marine equipment, to name a few. IDK3 and Company uses the latest technologies in computer-aided design and 3D printing and prototyping techniques. They collaborate with their clients in every step of the development process, from concept design through manufacturing. This collaborative approach assures their clients' satisfaction and product success. Please visit their website at idk3.com. That's idk, the number three, dot com. Or call 631-328-5353. That's 631-328-5353 for more information. Billion-dollar businessman John Katsimatidis' personification of the American dream talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers on the Cats Roundtable, getting to the heart of what's really going on in politics, business, science, the world. The Cats Roundtable, every Sunday morning at 8.30. Billion-dollar businessman John Katsimatidis' personification of the American dream talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers on the Cats Roundtable, every Sunday morning at 8.30. Global Threat Solutions is a 100% military veteran-owned security and investigations firm. Global headquarters right here in Suffolk County. They have offices in New York, Miami, L.A., Frankfurt, and Mumbai. Global Threat Solutions CEO Ken Bombay has over 21 years of law enforcement intelligence experience. Contact Global Threat Solutions today for any of their high-end retail security services and any of their comprehensive private investigative services at GlobalThreatSolutions.com or call 631-764-9336. Global Threat Solutions. He's a mind in uncertain times from montauk to miller place 
LI News Radio is your station for local news and information. All right. Peace of mind on uncertain times. Go to the site, globalthreatsolutions.com. We'll give you another number, two, uh, 646-946-6649. Uh, also, the uh, host of the great show uh, right here on LI News Radio on Saturday mornings at 11, the Captain's Brief. We'll talk about that, him and uh, the great Tom Evans uh, collaborating on that. And uh, we welcome the captain, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Ken Bombay, sir. Welcome. Morning, Jay. Thanks for having me on. Good having you. I know you were in Vegas. You're not in Vegas now, are you? No, I got home very late last night. I'm going on a few hours of sleep here, Jay. Oh, my goodness. And you made way for us. We appreciate it. Set the tone for us, Cap, for a second in Vegas. Give me a sense. Super Bowl weekend, obviously. Security is uh, has to be beyond, but give me a sense of what you saw. Go ahead. So I would say that I kind of avoided the big rush. There was definitely a difference. It was a, The crowds were big. You could see all the people that were there for the game. And most importantly, as to the airport, was a disaster yesterday. And and, and a larger uh, scale, I'd say, I'm never impressed with that airport, Jack. You know, for the for the massive revenue they bring in, all of the gambling in that city they need to step up their game that airport it's like 70s level i feel and i do wow. a lot of traveling but <laughs> but uh but other than that it was good to be there. i was there for business and i made specific plans to get out of there before the big crowd came man you're lucky you did i mean that's gonna be something else uh, unbelievable. So it's good to have you back safe. All right, let's get into a couple of things. Um, we'll save the DOJ stuff in it for a second with Biden and everything else going on there. Um, the we'll start in the middle, the Mid East, Middle East cap with uh, you know the ceasefire agreement that was on the table. Netanyahu negated it. Uh, you know you still have hostages. We spoke about this last day or so. We understand that from. Reports, various reports, 25% of the hostages are not alive anymore. I don't even know the number. You still have Americans over there. Um, you know, I mean, listen, uh, the beat goes on. Netanyahu knows that, uh, you know, he cannot trust anything over there. They've got to fulfill the mission here and, and eradicate this group, this terrorist group in a mosque. So, uh, in essence, what are you seeing at this point in time as far as the overall mission? Yeah, so, I mean, you know, uh, as you know, the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, he rejected these terms. And there's speculation as to exactly why, other than he wants to continue the fight against Hamas and he feels that he needs to completely destroy their capabilities. But also, Hamas has been asking some of the, the parts of the negotiations in this potential agreement are ridiculous. And Hamas is asking for the release of thousands of prisoners, prisoners that will obviously come back and then ultimately potentially plan to attack Israel. Um, so he rejected this. It's, it's a setback, obviously, for the President Biden and uh, Secretary of State Blinken because they're really pushing to have this ceasefire. As we're approaching very quickly a presidential election, they're trying to avoid this larger regional conflict, which many, Jay, myself included, would say we're already there. We're already in that conflict. We have to stop acting like we're not. And I think that's the real reason behind such a weak response that we've had um, until very recently um, against these proxy groups in Yemen, Syria, Iraq, it's all politics. And President Net, uh, I'm sorry, Prime Minister Netanyahu, he's not concerned about politics. 
Okay, he's concerned about the Israeli people, and this is the way they've always, their leadership has always pretty much acted. And he feels that not only are there still, does Hamas still have capability, but he has them on the ropes right now. But, Jay, he needs to get rid of these leaders, too. There's key leaders still in place and, and leading Hamas, and he needs, to, he needs to target them as well. Specifically, we have Yahya Sinwar, um, who is the uh, leader of Hamas in Gaza, and then you have the chair of Hamas's political bureau, uh, Ismail Hanaya, and he's in Qatar. And yeah. both of them are key leaders that he did. I, I would ultimately say I cannot imagine Israel negotiating to not target them. And I think they need to. They sat in very comfortable penthouses and watched this entire thing unfold on October 7th, and they needed to be targeted. Yeah, and of course we lost three soldiers uh, in the drone attack on the uh, Syrian uh, Jordan border there, uh, Cap. And uh, we did take out uh, one of the leaders, one of the masterminds, uh, and that's a good thing, no question. Uh, I mean, listen, uh, there's been 170 attacks on these bases since October 17th. Uh, the response was late, not enough in my estimation. Um, you know, especially going after the ships and everything else, the Red Sea. Uh, they have absolutely disrupted uh, the situations of ports and everything else needed uh, for travel, uh, for commerce and everything else. Listen, they need to be dealt with, in my estimation, in a big way. How do you do it? You know, we know we know the center of it all, the mullahs in Tehran. We have to send a message. We have not. I don't know what the strategy is here. Uh, do we have a competent Secretary of Defense now supposedly back at work again after a two-week absence back in January? We know what happened there with Lloyd Austin. I, there's just so many questions here. And now you got the competency of the president after last night, the report, the DOJ, and everything else. A lot of questions. A lot of questions of how uh, we need as far as uh, retaliatory efforts are concerned. They've been, in my estimation, they've been weak. Uh, do you get a sense of oh. Uh, I do. I do, even with the most recent um, response that we've had against multiple targets. And uh, I, I love when we demonstrate the capabilities of the U.S. military because we had some of the, these bombers, Jay. They flew from, I think it was Texas, to do these bombing missions and come back, which is impressive and awesome. And it, once in a while, we have to display to the rest of the world that even our allies, even allies like the UK, modern militaries, they're not at the same standard as the US military when we want to use them. So that's the problem, Jay, is there it's again, I think this is all decisions are weighing uh politics as a big concern when they take action right now or or, or fail to take action. That's why we we're in this position right now because they're concerned about this uh expanding. And I agree that we need to attack the source. Everyone in the world, obviously our intelligence agencies, the general public, we all know that Iran's behind this. Our government has said so. And I think we're going to have to target Iranian, I've been saying it for a long time, Iranian assets directly. And I, I would understand if they said we're, we're hesitant to strike targets within Iran's borders right now. That's next level retaliation. But then let's target some of their other assets. Let's target uh, Iranian ships which is very valuable to them, the Iranian Navy. Let's target Republican uh, Guard leaders outside of their borders, direct Iranian leaders. You know, and I think that the reason they're hesitant to do that, we, you know, we could sit here and try and target these proxy groups all 
day, Jay, in Yemen and Syria and Iraq, these attacks are going to still continue to happen, and we have to send a message to them. They're going to pay if they do this. And I, it, it, they're, in a, they're in a really bad situation, this administration, because they don't want to do this right now. It, we will undoubtedly escalate the conflict in the region, but I, I think it's unavoidable at this point, Jay, because we've lost troops and we're appearing weak to the world, and I think it's time to, to step up our game. And I'll tell you this much, after last night, uh, that statement that you just made, you can underline that a few hundred times. I, I can't even imagine uh, what the likes of a Putin, Xi, Kim, the mullahs, uh, I can't imagine what they're thinking at this point uh, in time after uh, the events uh, yesterday with the DOJ and the investigation, uh, the exoneration of the president, but uh, with a footnote that because of his age and memory loss, uh, it would be a futile attempt to even go forward with that. You know, I think about the two systems of justice between the former president, what he went through with these missing documents, uh, and uh, how Joe Biden treated his in an old box in a garage next to an old Corvette or whatever the heck it was. But in, in essence, uh, very troubling, the report. You know, maybe the guy couldn't think about when he was the VP. Maybe he couldn't figure out when he lost his son uh, to cancer, uh, his son Bo. Uh, he came out with a vengeance with a, a couple of minutes of statement last night. You know, he was prodded along. He doesn't do that. He had questions thrown at him from the press left and right regarding the uh, competency, uh, regarding a lot of things, regarding cognitive issues. Tackle them every, every way you want to, Cap. I threw a lot out there. But there are some serious questions I know a lot of people have this morning, including, you know, that 25th Amendment in play, possibly. Who knows? I don't think it'll ever happen in that regard. But there is a lot of food for thought here on a Friday morning. Go ahead. Right. Right, Jay. You know, this, this just highlights what we've all known. And it, it, when I say we all know, Republicans and Democrats, everybody knows that President Biden has not been... Um, competent enough to handle this position since he entered office, but definitely within the last year. He's really deteriorated. The mistakes are embarrassing, you know, on a global scale, and they're consistent. Jay. They're very consistent. Now, every time he speaks, every single time he speaks, you know, it's age. It, it, you, it's easy to actually fall, uh, to feel bad for him watching it. You know, it's like they're, he, he has these handlers just forcing him and prompting him to get up on stage he, and a lot of times he literally doesn't know where he is. And as, as far as this case goes specifically, you know, it really highlights two things. First of all, it highlights, again, what many would feel is the failing of the justice system. Or, you know, it's, uh, it's support of President Biden's administration and, and many would say Democrats. And in what happened with this case, they're literally saying that, well, he's, he knowingly and willfully mishandled these documents for years, a decade even. Um, and meanwhile, though, we don't think that he, we think that if it does go to a jury, he's guilty of this crime, but if it goes to a jury, they're going to feel bad for him and sympathetic because he's an old man and he has significant memory loss. So which is it? You know, you, it, we, we need an answer here. Either, either he's guilty of these charges and charges should be considered, or he's, you know, not competent to be president which brings up the 25th Amendment. It seems like they're in a, they put themselves in a bad position here. 
if he's that bad that people, we can't even prosecute him because he doesn't even, he couldn't remember when he was vice president, Jay. Couldn't remember when his son died. There was a bunch of things that were involved in this in this investigation that came out that show his cognitive abilities have declined significantly. So which is it? And now we have this congressman, uh, Claudia Tenney, she's saying that we need to to move forward with the 25th Amendment, which should basically... Um, would focus on his his inability to be president right now, and the vice president, members of the cabinet would have to make a move and say this he can no longer be president. And Jay, you know, you hear a lot of rumors. You hear rumors out there. I read a lot about this, and there's this, of course, there's an ongoing rumor that they say in May or June he's going to step aside and uh, as the nominee for the um, Democratic Party, and they're going to run. Um, Michelle Obama. That's the big rumor that goes on. But it makes you think when you see how things unfold and how he has declined, if there is a larger strategy. I don't see how he could literally run for office by November. His decline is very quick and definitely not serve for any amount of time if he wins, you know, after that. So um, I just wonder what the larger strategy is and if the 25th Amendment is involved in that. Yeah. Um, uh, listen, I, I don't think he'll be the nominee. I never did think that. Uh, I, I've always stated that the wild card uh, could be a Michelle Obama. Remember, that convention is in August, uh, Democratic uh, National Convention in August uh, in Chicago. Makes sense uh, as far as the uh, selection process is concerned. Uh, but uh, all in all, uh, very very troubling times right now. My biggest fear, Cap, and I said this before on the show, uh, that the guy is going to get a phone call at 3 in the morning and he has to make a split-second decision as far as a possible you know, situation involved. Uh, maybe it's a, uh, a wartime decision. Uh, you don't know. But in essence, uh, you got to be quick on your feet and everything else. Uh, you just obviously yeah. don't get a sense of that anymore with this man. No, and the, yeah. decline is, the decline is astounding. As far as what we have seen, just look at clips of him even a year ago, year and a half ago, as to, as far as what we have seen and the gaps and everything else involved. Couldn't even remember the terrorist organization Hamas, um, you know, has cited uh, individuals that are deceased, French uh, president from way back. Uh, confusing, uh, even last night, uh, Sisi, the Egyptian leader, and Mexico in the same sentence. My goodness. Um, these are serious things. And, again, it's not a good look uh, for those who are not with us, our adversaries and everything else, who obviously get a sense of weakness and are doing what they're doing. So uh, there's some serious questions here, Captain. Yeah. You know, Jay, let's think about this special prosecutor and what what this culminated with. He's essentially saying that Biden is not fit to stand trial. So how is he fit to be president? (laughs) Right? If you can't stand trial, but you can run the most powerful country in the world, it doesn't make sense. None of it makes sense. And they kind of put themselves in that bad position. Um, And then another thing I'd say is what you just brought up. So it makes you think, that call, 3 in the morning, like you mentioned, gee, who's really running the country? And I know everybody will, you know, speculate. And we all hear about, you know, members of Congress and senators and far-left representatives but what scares me even a little more, and obviously people like that have influence here uh, with this administration. But what scares me is a lot of what we're a lot of it is staffers, staffers and bureaucrats and people we never elected. 
to literally running our country. Obviously, anybody, regardless of your political affiliation, you watch him on the news, you watch him speak, he is obviously not making decisions. Obviously, he's not doing that. Um, So who is? That's terrifying to me. Our country literally has not been run by its elected president for a long time. And that's new territory for us, Jay. And it's terrifying. It is uh, beyond terrifying at this point in time. Uh, think about this. This is an individual who has the nuclear codes at his fingertips. Uh, and again, an individual of uh, cognitive decline who has uh, that type of power is troubling. Uh, the captain uh, with us, the Global Threat Report. Of course, he does the captain's brief Saturday mornings, uh, 11 o'clock. It is a must-listen, please. Uh, if you haven't heard it, it's a fascinating uh, half-an-hour show. Tom Evans, your partner, uh, and yourself, sir, you put on a, a, a great uh, a great listen, great guess. Uh, past generals, I'm talking about, you know, high-end, high-octane uh, individuals, and we compliment you on that. Give us a sense of what we have tomorrow, sir. Yeah, so we're going to be, you know, talking about a lot of what we just discussed right now. We're going to be talking about the situation. The ceasefire is big right now, and uh, in Israel, um, that's a big topic. And also, what we just what just unfolded with the president and the ongoing investigations that are going on right now, because it's all of national security implications, especially with the classified documents, and also what it could um, result in. And Tom's got got a list of some new guests that we're going to be having on. Like I said, I got in late last night, Jay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get schooled up this morning, and then we'll advise you the next time I'm on of our, our guest list that we'll be having coming on in the next several weeks. Awesome. Well, listen, get plenty of rest. Uh, we appreciate your appearance here this morning. Uh, well done. Very important topics uh, covered here, no question. Uh, we'll be listening tomorrow at 11 o'clock. Uh, and can't thank you enough, my friend. Have a great weekend. And uh, are you gonna are you gonna at least kind of kick back on Sunday and watch a little fo- football or not? We are, we are. We got a hero here at the house, and we're just gonna sit home the whole day and relax. I need it. <laughs> well, well deserved. Well deserved. We can't thank you enough. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jay. You got it. Take care. Uh, Friday morning, came in from Vegas and uh, found some time to give us a shout here on some uh, very important issues. Uh, let's uh, see what's out there on those roads, Mr. Mikey Rivers. What do you say? Cindy Wakeman, the latest. On Nichols Road South, as you approach Furrows Road, a two-car crash sits on the shoulder in Holtzville. Sunrise Highway with reports of a large piece of wood blocking up the center lane westbound, getting into Route 109, and also construction work between William Floyd Parkway in Shirley and Wading River Road in Manorville both ways. Westbound on the LIE, there are slowdowns getting past Vets Highway and on the Southern State Parkway westbound, a heavy ride from New Highway into Route 110. Long Island Railroad is on or close to schedule, and this report is sponsored by Unbound.org. A girl in Kenya dreams of becoming a doctor. An elder in Guatemala dreams of being part of a community. Reach out and change their world, and it will change your own. Unbound.org. With your Long Island traffic, I'm Cindy Waitman. All right, Cindy, we thank you. Uh, Right now, we have a temperature read of 42 degrees. Under uh, cloudy skies, uh, we'll go up another 10, though, folks. It's going to get warm today. Uh, 52, uh, our high for today that is expected. 
Uh, we will go to Rod Tanner with a forecast. We'll take a break thereafter and reset with the headlines at the bottom of the hour. From the L.I. News Radio Weather Center, we'll wrap up the week as mostly cloudy skies gradually become sunny. Our high 48. Mostly cloudy conditions overnight with a low 33. There's a chance for afternoon showers on Saturday. We'll kick off the weekend with a mostly cloudy day and a high of 51. Mostly cloudy conditions continue Saturday night with a low of 41. We'll have a mix of sun and clouds Sunday with a high of 48. We'll kick off a new week Monday with a good chance for afternoon shower activity. It'll be mostly cloudy with a high of 45. There's a chance for rain and snow Tuesday morning, a chance for snow into the afternoon. It'll be mostly cloudy and breezy with a high of 40. From the L.I. News Weather Center, I'm Rod Tanner. Are you ready for the big game? Before you root and cheer, call Mr. Pump and remove your doubt and fear. Don't be a chump. Get your cesspool pump. Call Mr. Pump and get your cesspool pump starting as low as $199. Senior citizens and military receive a 10% discount. You know Mr. Pump's prices can't be beat. You want a free estimate? Call 631-499-4330 or go to MrPumpCesspoolNY.com. So be a smarty and pump before you party. Enjoy game day with Mr. Pump. Call 631-499-4330 now. Are you struggling with foreclosure? Are you worried about your financial future? The bank's interest may not align with yours, but I'm here to help. I'm Sergio Saya, and I'll fight for your rights. I will negotiate with the bank, and ultimately, I will save your home from foreclosure. Don't let the bank take away what you worked so hard for. Call me at 631-236-8546 and let me fight for your home. Here's something both Democrats and Republicans can actually agree on. We all like to save money on home improvement projects. During Renewal by Anderson's President's Day window and door special, buy one window, patio door, or entry door, and get the next one 40% off with a minimum of six units. Save an extra $250 on your project, plus pay nothing for a year. If you are looking for an experienced company, we're the full-service replacement window division of Anderson. And they've been building windows since Teddy Roosevelt was president in 1903. Renewal by Anderson's President's Day window and door special ends February 25th. Call to schedule your free appointment. 1-800-386-6060. 1-800-386-6060. That's 1-800-386-6060. Offer not available in all areas. Restrictions and conditions apply. Call for license information. Have you checked out the hottest new spot in Yapank? Southpaw Brewing Company. Not known only for Southpaw's own craft beers, American lagers, IPAs, stouts, sours, and ales, all of which are delicious, by the way. Southpaw features an ever-changing menu of craft cocktails and full bar. The restaurant offers a variety of scrumptious appetizers and entrees. And of course, their famous brick oven pizzas. Grab some for lunch or dinner, dine in, or take out. Catch the games on their multiple TV monitors, too. Southpaw Brewing Company is the perfect place for the whole family or for catching up with old friends. Easy to get to, just north off the LIE Exit 68, Boulevard East, off William Floyd Parkway in the Walmart Shopping Center. Follow them on Instagram at Southpaw Brewing Company or call 631-504-6167. Red Eye Radio with your hosts, Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. I'm Eric Harley. And I'm Gary McNamara, the hosts of Red Eye Radio. Every day, we'll cover what's going on in the world, the country, and all things trucking all night long. Listen to our show, Red Eye Radio, every weekday, 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. here on 103.9 LI News Radio. That's Red Eye Radio weekdays, 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. on 103.9 LI News Radio. 
from the LI News Radio Studio at Long Island MacArthur Airport to all across Nassau and Suffolk County, this is your political go to station. 1039 LI News Radio. Good morning, Long Island. It is uh, nearly 829 here on this Friday of February the 9th of 2024. And uh, here are some of the uh, headlines and storylines that we've been covering all morning long. The uh, Using uh, state-of-the-art nuclear DNA technology uh, subject uh, could be uh, of a legal battle in the Rex Yerman prosecution. Uh, according to the Justice Department report, nonetheless, no criminal charges warranted for uh, the president. Uh, but uh, some significant information uh, in there as well regarding them as far as what their opinions were. Uh, two candidates vying to replace George Santos in Congress going head-to-head. A big debate last night, News 12, had that. Uh, we'll tell you about former President Donald Trump. He uh, won Nevada's Republican presidential caucuses uh, after he was uh, pretty much the only major candidate to compete, by the way. A contingent of civil rights advocates and progressive groups filing suit against Nassau County and his GOV-controlled legislation. We'll tell you about an employee at a COVID car dealership uh, stating thieves... Uh, stole 10, 10 BMWs. Very uh, popular Suffolk County Catering Hall suddenly shutting its doors this week, uh, leaving many Long Island brides to be frantically searching uh, for a new wedding venue and uh, a refund as well of their deposit. Former operator of the historic luxury liner, the Queen Mary indicted in Nassau County Court. Raw emotions uh, filling an Nassau County courtroom yesterday. The families of two dead teens watched the West Hempstead woman plead Guilty to manslaughter as well as assault. And a subcount police officer, a hero this morning, rescued a 10-year-old boy from a house fire. Uh, that happening uh, yesterday in West Islip. Dow is up nearly 50 points yesterday at the close, 38,726. That is your starting point. And uh, the futures market, we're about an hour away from uh, the opening bell, uh, was down single digits, so we will... Check that as far as when we started the show. Now it's upward of 45 points. That's a good thing. Turned around a little bit. Uh, sports, Hiles get a win two in a row after the All-Star break there. Uh, Devils lose out. The Nets lose out. The Knicks lose out. So three of four losses for the locals. And uh, we told you about the Knicks' uh, big trade uh, at the deadline yesterday, fortifying uh, the roster with a couple of uh, uh, good selections there. Boyan Bogdanovich and Alec Burks. Uh, from the Pistons in exchange for a slew of player and a couple of draft choices there. Uh, right now, uh, we are at 42. We'll go to 52 on the cloudy skies. We have those stories and more. Traffic and weather, we'll give it to you every 10 minutes on the fives. Uh, right here on Long Island's only 24 and 7 News Talk FM radio station, 1039 LI News Radio. LI News time, we're at 831. ABC News, I'm Dave Packer. The special counsel investigating President Biden's retention of classified documents found no intentional wrongdoing. But the president now defending himself against another accusation in the special counsel's report that he has a failing memory. ABC Chief Justice Correspondent Pierre Thomas. Another factor in her decision was Biden's inability to answer certain questions, apparently because he simply could not remember. He described Biden's memory as hazy and that he might come across to a jury as, quote, sympathetic, well-meaning 
elderly, a man with a poor memory. In Ohio, a student is being hailed as a hero for helping stop a mass shooting at his school. His dad says despite threats on his son's life, his son did the right thing, told his dad, who told authorities about another student who allegedly planned that mass shooting. For the first time ever, a confirmed tornado was struck in Wisconsin during February. Experts say yesterday's record high temperatures in the area helped the tornado form. This is ABC News. LI News time uh, right now at 8.33. Let's uh, get a check of things as far as travel is concerned. Your roads and rails. Uh, sponsored by the Great Apple Honda in business nearly 70 years for good reason. The latest, Cindy Wakeman. Heading east on the LIE, it's a rollover accident. Two right lanes are blocked by Patchog Holbrook Road and also westbound rubbernecking delays as well in that area. You have all lanes subject to closure on the eastbound side. Nichols Road south by Furrows Road, a crash is on the shoulder. And if you're traveling on Sunrise Highway, road work between William Floyd Parkway in Shirley and Wading River Road in Manorville. Long Island Railroad is on or close to schedule, and this report is sponsored by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation has been at the forefront of inflammatory bowel disease research and care for over 50 years. Learn more about research, education, and support at Crohn'sColitisFoundation.org. With your Long Island traffic, I'm Cindy Waitman. Uh, 834, we thank you, Cindy, right now, uh, 42, 42 degrees uh, outside the studios here at the big airport. Uh, we're going around 52 cloudy skies, dominate the scene. Let's send it over to Rod Tanner. You're the weather, sir. From the L.I. News Radio Weather Center, we'll wrap up the week as mostly cloudy skies gradually become sunny. Our high 48. Mostly cloudy conditions overnight with a low 33. There's a chance for afternoon showers on Saturday. We'll kick off the weekend with a mostly cloudy day and a high of 51. Mostly cloudy conditions continue Saturday night with a low of 41. We'll have a mix of sun and cloud Sunday with a high of 48. We'll kick off a new week Monday with a good chance for afternoon shower activity. It'll be mostly cloudy with a high of 45. There's a chance for rain and snow Tuesday morning. A chance for snow into the afternoon. It'll be mostly cloudy and breezy with a high of 40. From the LI News Weather Center, I'm Rod Tanner. Hi, this is Chef Charles J. Drayton from Exquisite Catering Cuisine. For over 25 years, I've offered Long Islanders the most popular food trends while honoring classic flavors and providing my clients the greatest cuisine of the highest quality. Please learn more about Exquisite Catering Cuisine by visiting exqcc.com. That's exqcc.com or call 631-562-8682. Parties from 2 to 200 guests, romantic dinners, family gatherings, graduations and weddings. We are a full-service catering company and will guide you through the rentals of tables, chairs, tents, dance floors, as well as recommend entertainment, florists, and photographers. Please visit exqcc.com or call 631-562-8682. Food is not just a meal, it is an experience to be savored and remembered. Exquisite Cater Cuisine at exqcc.com. For the latest news related to your health, tune in this and every Saturday at 4.30 for Ask the Medical Expert. Brought to you by Peconic Bay Medical Center of Northwell Health, the largest hospital in eastern Suffolk County. Hi, this is Dr. Scott Brunengraber. Listen to me every Tuesday at 5 p.m. as I host Better Every Day. Learn how you can incorporate a healthier lifestyle with a healthier weight. That's Better Every Day right here on LI News Radio. For an immediate kickstart, visit smithtownwellness.com. Around the world, 
It's hoodie season, folks. And on a cold day, I don't leave my house in anything but a Mr. Dumble hoodie. If you're looking for something that truly is original and that will keep you toasty in the winter and looking sharp, do yourself a favor and grab a hoodie at StevieGreenEverybody.com. From the mind of the businessman aficionado himself, the most unique hoodies you'll ever see. StevieGreenEverybody.com. I guarantee you've never seen anything like this. The puck is dropped for the 2023-24 Islanders season. And now you can secure your seats to all your favorite showdowns. Get an Isles Flex plan and choose the games you want to go to, including the hottest matchups, promo nights, or weekend games. Save big with no fees and special pricing on this fully customizable plan. Learn more today at NewYorkIslanders.com. This is Tom Shalero, host of our midday program, Your Island with Tom Shalero. Tune in 12.15 to 2 p.m. weekdays. The very best in talk radio right here on 103.9 LI News Radio. Hi, this is Corinne Murphy. And this is Tracy Alvino from Long Island Patriot Radio Show. For news, politics, and great community leaders, you can listen to us live every Thursday and Friday, 2 to 3 p.m. right here on 103.9 FM LI News Radio. Do you have a car sitting around you want to get rid of? Then here's a great idea. Donate your car and help veterans and their families. Yes, one fast call to the Veteran Car Donation Program and we'll come and remove your car for free. Fast, free towing, and 24-hour response. You can donate most cars, trucks, or SUVs in most conditions. The proceeds raised goes to help active military, veterans, and their families. And you get a tax deduction. All you need to do is make this free call. Get rid of that old car and help the vets. We make it easy. Make this free call now and book your fast and easy pickup. Call the Veteran Donation Program now. Donate your car and help veterans and their families. Operators are standing by. Here's the number. 800-725-1531. That's 800-725-1531. Tell us your thoughts anytime you want with the Ally News Radio text line. Text us at 631-451-1039. Your questions, your opinions, your news and information station. The Ally News Radio text line, 631-451-1039. Who cares if one more light goes out? Well, I do. This is Arthur Lee, founder and inventor of LifeVac, a simple rescue device that could save a life in a choking emergency. Now, each and every Tuesday, tune into the LifeVac radio show from 3 to 4 to hear stories of lives that have been saved. All you need to know about LifeVac and how your schools and business can be equipped. The LifeVac radio show, Tuesday, 3 to 4, changing the world with each save. Taylor Swift Bowl, I mean the Super Bowl, ladies and gentlemen, uh, coming up uh, live from Vegas. Uh, on, uh, I wonder if Taylor's uh, on the plane. Is she on the plane yet from uh, Japan? I don't know. Um, Mikey will uh, check that out. He's got sources. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, it's finally the culmination. I mean, can, can you can you get this game faster to us? <laughs> I mean, 6.30 Sunday night, I mean, is enough enough already? The hype and all this. Uh, here to help me along is uh, my good pal, Mr. Scott evans Labad. does a great job uh, in the nation's capital, the commanders, and uh, and all over the years. And uh, nice enough to uh, give us a couple here on a Friday. Sir, welcome aboard. How are you? J.O., say it ain't so. Hey. We got a great matchup. We got a great matchup on Sunday. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a really good matchup. I, I I hope the 49ers don't lay an egg here. Uh, I don't think they will. Go ahead. I mean, Shanahan's got to get the monkey off his back. I mean, that's just, you know, the bottom line. Uh, and show that he does, he's not going to choke. Uh, another big game but we'll see i mean you know that's why they play the games as they say and we'll see what happens uh i do like i'm going to just come right out and tell you i do like kansas city getting uh with the tees and i like it getting seven and a half points i think it's going to be a close game evidenced by the uh the spread and i think you tease the number up and you go under that's my play for Sunday. You know, to me, so much of the NFL, so much of the NFL is about past matchups. Uh, and I go back to 2019, and I look at the Chiefs win over the Niners then in the Super Bowl, and I think that's going to play heavily. Uh, I like San Francisco in the game. I think it's going to be a close one. Uh, I don't think it'll be high scoring though. I don't. What is the over under? What is it? Forty is it the over under forty seven? What is the over under here? Forty seven. Forty seven. So I, I I like the Niners and I like the score to be under. Uh I think uh Shanahan, you bring up an excellent point with Shanahan. He does have a little monkey on his back. And I think that's gonna play a role as well. Uh I think he needs to win one here. Uh the much heralded uh, Kyle Shanahan, coach of the Niners, he needs to win here, Scotty. Uh, and I yep. think he will come through. I think it will be a close one, something like 24-21. Uh, I like San Fran here. But, um, you know, listen, I think the Chiefs have had a remarkable season, uh, especially uh, towards the finish line and a couple of road wins on the road. Give me a sense of that. Yes, I, I do. Football right now defense is underrated uh they've got great you know players on on offense obviously and you have great players on san francisco as well so i mean mccaffrey was a great pickup for winners uh bosa uh trey young former commander um you, you know you, you've got you have the makings of a really good game and, and the, obviously the spread hasn't moved off one and a half so the, the vegas is calling for a tight game too yeah, uh, tight game indeed. Uh, Brock Purdy, uh, what a remarkable storyline here. Mr. Relevant, last player chosen in the draft a couple of weeks ago, a couple of years ago, had some injuries, dealt with those injuries, uh, a little bit maligned here and there, not getting it done when the 49ers were going through a rough stretch. Uh, give credit to the coaching staff. They stuck with them and everything else. You know, they got rid of a guy who they chose, what, three or four in the in the draft a couple of years ago, Trey Lance. Uh, got rid of him. Uh, put all their eggs in, uh, in, in the Purdy basket. 
Uh, hopefully, hopefully that he has a pretty game, according to them. But in essence, uh, this kid, to me, uh, has a lot of resiliency. Uh, you know, he has shook off a lot of the critics. Uh, he has uh, certainly uh, been uh, into that uh, negative category as far as uh, criticism is concerned uh, here and there. Uh, but yet, he's got the uh, he's got the weaponry around him. You know, it, it does help him that he has one of the best runners in the game in uh, Christian McCaffrey, and he's got some incredible. Uh, targets there, George Kittle, obviously, Brendan Ayuk. Uh, he's got some uh, some excellent weapons here. So, you know what? Agreed. As mediocre as he could be, if you think that upon him, uh, it's about who he has to throw to and who he runs with. Uh, and he's got a couple of A-listers there. Talk about that. I, I totally agree with you. And don't forget, McCaffrey can come out of the backfield to catch a, a screen yep. pass and get, get a lot of yards after the catch as well. I mean, he's he's so dangerous, both as a running back and as a receiver. And, you know, you got a game plan. You, you know, I, I think it's going to come down to, obviously, one or two mistakes um, and who's, who turns the ball over. So that's, uh, that's basically going to be how it plays out. And, you know, definitely with a line like, like it is, uh, the short line, um, you expect for a really good game. You know, that's my expectations. I think it will be a great game. Yep. Scotty Evans will ball with us. Now, listen, with these types of games, I know you love the little proppies, little bets. Uh, I have no, I'm going to be looking at some of these props. Uh, in particular, uh, how many times does the camera focus in on uh, Taylor Swift, uh, would you say? But the- Half a dozen. I'm setting the under uh, the under over. Is that what the number is? Is it twelve or is I, it? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I'm just making it up. I'm just making okay. up a number. You think <laughs> it's going to be over? Yes, I agree with you. I agree with you. <laughs> I, I think at least uh, at least uh, seventeen or eighteen times uh, they will go to her, regardless of the type of game the boyfriend has, Travis Kelsey. I don't think now. You see, the the thing is, if San Francisco is smart. Uh, they will make sure. Now, this guy is coming in with a hot hand. You know, we saw what he what he did. He dismantled uh, the uh, the Raven defense, uh, yep. dismantled it, uh, and they have got to put the focus on defense on this guy. Okay, if you do that, yeah, they gotta, they only, you they take only away the number one target of, of Mahomes. Talk the only you. yes, the only chance that uh, I think San Francisco has is if they can rattle. Uh, they they can rattle Mahomes, yeah. And if they can't, and if they can't, it's going to be a long day because Mahomes is. I mean, you look at his stats; he's got the best passer rating. He's got the most uh, completions. He's got so many stats that just you know he, he he's going to go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. He will, but isn't it premature? I hear so much discussion this week. Uh, he is the greatest already that ever played the game. I mean, come on. Let's put the brakes on a little bit here. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. You know, the, the greatest quarterback I have ever seen, and I've told you this many a time, it's Tom Brady. <clears throat> Regardless yep. of the seven uh, rings he has, uh, the fact of the matter is, you know, he has done it over a 20-year span and everything else. 
Uh, let's see Patrick uh, win another ring, uh, get another ring or two, uh, and then we can kind of put him in that stratosphere. Until then, I'm not doing it. Yes, he is a great quarterback. He makes moves that you don't see as far as throwing anywhere on the field, any angle. I get it. Uh, but I need to see a little bit more regarding Patrick Mahomes before I put him into that arena. I no? agree. So, you know, let's... You know, he's, he's, he's very young. He's, mm-hmm. he's accomplished quite a bit. But let's, you know, like you said, let's uh, put the brakes on this for, for a minute here. and let, let's, see, let's see him. If he wins Sunday... Uh, then I would say he's right up there in the conversations with one of the, you know, with one of the best. Because what's this? His, his third, his third yeah. Super Bowl under the age of thirty. That's that's impressive. Yep, it would be no question about it. Fourth trip, Scotty Evans will ball with us now. The kicking game, you know, I see some vast differences, Scott. You know, I see a guy like Harrison Bucker who could kick anywhere on the field for the Chiefs uh, against a guy that, uh, you know, this Moody guy from uh, San Fran, he's missed a lot of kicks this year. If it comes yep. down to that, I mean, that's all Kansas City right there in my estimation. I agree. I, I, I definitely agree. Uh, that guy's missed extra points too, hasn't he? The yep. uh, San Francisco yep. Uh, kicker? Yep. 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 No, no doubt about it. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Now, let me ask you, uh, do you feel – if Kansas City wins this, that's the end of Andy Reid. There's been a little buzz about retirement. Do you see him doing that? No, I do not. Because, first of all, you, you, I mean, there is some truth that you want to go out on top. I mean, I, I understand that. But I, I think he's, he, you know, he just that's who he is. He's a, he's a football coach, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think for that, for those reasons... He will not retire. Um, I haven't really heard anything about, um, but it doesn't mean it's not you know it's not being rumored. Um, the other thing I believe is that um, you know it's going to be a great game. I, I mean I've said that over and over again, but I, I really think you got the two lions. They did get they did get waxed by Dallas, but. You know, San Francisco or uh, the Chiefs were like, uh, you know, in, in early December they were like, you know, nine and six, something crazy like that. So they're they're getting hot at the right time too. Yeah, I, I just think uh, the remarkable comeback against the Lions uh, of what occurred in the championship game. Uh, not only that, they're going to be thinking back four years. As far as what and occurred, they came back against Green Bay, they came back against Green Bay. That is true. That is true. I think there is a, a a lot in the line, and I think that goes uh, with my thinking here that San Francisco is destined to win this game uh, based yep. on those factors. So, uh, Good, you like Kansas City? Question. I like San Francisco. Let the chips. No, no, I like I like Kansas City on that on that on that. Tease. Oh, you like it on the problem? You, you like it on the team? Let me ask. Yeah, let me ask you this question. Does Kyle Shanahan call Mike Shanahan for a few pointers? Of course. Yeah, no question. No question about it. They have had conversations, and we'll have a con- another conversation, I'm sure. Yeah, I, uh, I, got a, I got a quick story for you, Jay. Go ahead. Uh, in, 19, in 2005, the commanders were coached by 
Oh, actually, you know what? I'm wrong. That was Spurrier that was coaching him then. It, it wasn't Shanahan. Um, uh, but I went to Osaka, Japan for that American Bowl. They yeah. played San Francisco. And um, it was it, – it, it, I think Kyle Shanahan, though, was the quarterback's coach, if I'm not mistaken, uh, for Spurrier. And I went on that trip. It was a quick in and out. And it was – Really, really fun to see the city of uh, Osaka. And, uh, yeah. Um, uh, a little bit of transmission issue here, my friend. Um, yes, sir. But, but uh, it, you know, listen, it, it's going to be a great game. And uh, thank goodness it'll put a nice bow on the end of a long season. And then we await. Okay. Uh, await uh, what happens uh, with baseball and everything else. Uh, can't yes. thank you enough. Enjoy thank Sunday. You, you're, you're always you're always more than welcome, Jay. I love coming on your show. As I've said many times before, um, it's been a little while, but it's great. I think I appreciate you having me back on. Hey, listen. Uh, by popular demand, uh, people wanted to hear Mr. LeBar's selection, uh, so we had to get you thank going. You. Can't thank you enough. Uh, enjoy Sunday. And you and I shall chat, I am sure, over the next few. Thanks, Jay. You got it. Scott Evans about checking in. Uh, Mike, we'll take a quick break and uh, come back and wrap it all up right after this. Have a question? Want to comment? You can text us anytime you want. 631-451-1039. The LI News Radio text line is always open for you to let us know your thoughts. Text us at 631-451-1039. Attention homeowners and future homeowners. This is Angelo Gionis. The Lone Star team at Contour Mortgage is your key to financial success. At Contour, we're not just a team. We're your dedicated partners in securing your dream home. Our experts are mortgage professionals that will guide you every step of the way. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to refinance your home, your future starts with us. We're the winner of the last eight years, Best of Long Island. Visit us at ContourMortgage.com, shaping your tomorrow today. Hey, Suffolk County, it's Richie from Richie Conversations. Tune in every Saturday at 4 p.m. for real conversations with real people right here on 103.9 Long Island News Radio. Well, that's it for me and Mr. Rivers. You know, Mike, in answer to your question, Mike wanted to know, and by the way, what a job you uh, you have done all week long, sir. As we await the return of Jacob uh, uh, Bila uh, for Monday. Uh, has anyone heard from him, by the way, in Mexico? I have not. So who knows? Uh, you're on standby, uh, sir, <laughs> just in case. Um, so you wanted to know if the Chiefs win, does Taylor Swift get a ring? And it would make sense. I, I, I don't think it'll be the the championship ring. I think it'll be uh, a little bit of a diamond. A little bit of a diamond there. You know, you, you could see that. How about this? Chiefs win. Kelsey gets down on one knee on the field and uh, throws it over to her. No? We'll see. Just a thought. Just a thought. A little culmination uh, for all the Swifties out there. We'll see what happens. Uh, in any event, it uh, should be a lot of fun. Let's get a final check of things. 
uh, at 8.56 and get a final look of our travels uh, here on this Friday, ladies and gentlemen. That was Cindy Way. On the LIE, it's a rollover accident. Two right lanes are blocked by Patchog Holbrook Road and also westbound rubbernecking delays as well in that area. You have all lanes subject to closure on the eastbound side. Nichols Road South by Furrows Road, a crash is on the shoulder. And if you're traveling on Sunrise Highway, road work between William Floyd Parkway in Shirley and Wading River Road in Manorville. Long Island Railroad is on or close to schedule, and this report is sponsored by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation has been at the forefront of inflammatory bowel disease research and care for over 50 years. Learn more about research, education, and support at Crohn'sColitisFoundation.org. With your Long Island traffic, I'm Cindy Waitman. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. Uh, We'll see you on Monday. Enjoy the festivities. Relax. Take it easy. Put the feet up, cocktail, responsible. Uh, And remember that nacho bar. Uh, I think it's a good uh, insertion uh, as far as the uh, festivities are concerned. Mikey Rivers, uh, tremendous job. Underline that a million times, pal. You were flawless. Flawless. The next time you have to use the lavatory, (laughs) let me say this, sir. Never never mind. Uh, You You did a great job. Come on now. Wonderful job you did. Uh, We'll see you on Monday. Enjoy the weekend, everybody, all right? We'll see you Monday at 6. Adios. From the L.I. News Radio Weather Center, we'll wrap up the week as mostly cloudy skies gradually become sunny. Our high 48. Our mostly cloudy conditions overnight.